Welcome to Commercial Property Podcast. My name is Helen Tarrant. I'm an author, I am an educator, and I am a specialist commercial property bias agent. Now, in this podcast, I'm going to be sharing with you specialist strategies and terminologies and live case studies on how you too can achieve financial freedom through commercial property. Now, if you are looking to buy your first commercial property, want to find out more information to see if commercial property is right for you, or you want to expand your portfolio to two or three commercial properties or even more, then this is the podcast for you. I will be sharing with you live case studies, the journey of my clients and students, and also how we're putting deals together. So relax, listen in, and enjoy the process. Join me on this learning case study with Helen. She's looking at a great secure starter property, could be great for a self-managed super fund. It's in regional Victoria. She can find some absolute gems for her clients. So today we take a closer look at a commercial property in Warrnambool, which is actually a converted residential. It was previously operating as a physiotherapy clinic and now has a solid tenant requiring uh, this premise as their regional office. So listen in as we discuss what's so unique about this property and why this property offers such a secure and stable profile. Welcome Helen, it's so good to have you back again. I know we're going to be focusing on some case studies and discussing or discussing a particular property you have in mind. So thanks for jumping on. Always a pleasure to be on and it's always good to talk about case studies because I think I find that for our students and our clients, the best way to learn uh, what to buy or what fits them in terms of whether it's going to be the right property for their portfolio is to learn from case studies. So one of the first things that we do with any of our clients is to go through some case studies. So once they we have them go through a process where we talk about their long-term goals, their strategy, you know, where they're replacing income, whether they need to do uplift because they need to have more deposits, uh, and um, what they see for themselves in you know, five years time, 10 years time and you know, how soon they want to retire. And we also then go through you know, checking their finances, how much they can borrow. And then we take them through case studies. So the case studies actually get you familiar with the type of properties out there because commercial property comes in wide ranges. Um, we go from anywhere from Uber Metro at 4% to you know, extreme regional mining at 14%. So mm. where do they fit? in their risk profile and if you're coming into commercial property new you don't know what you don't know so you're looking at five properties and you go oh they all look good mm-hmm. uh, and which is one of the reasons why um, when you go out there and you seek and you talk to buyers agents what happens normally is that they give you a list of properties and to you you think they all look good so they're asking you to choose one rather than going doing it this way where we actually look at it from a big picture approach where we start with um, what you want to achieve and work backwards to work out the criteria and then by going through each of the case studies we might show you five and all five of them will be different then you get to look at which one you like most and there usually will be two that you sort of resound with and we'll talk through it we'll go okay why do you like them? Why don't you like them? Why don't you like the others? And then you actually get an understanding about yourself, mm. but also about the property. So mm. when you see a similar property and you're doing your own deal, you know that this exactly fits what you want rather than, um, I guess we always said choking when you're looking at the deal and you go, yes, I want to do, I want to do it. And then when it comes to buying, you go, no, 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 I can't do it. So that's why I I think it's important for our listeners to go through, for us to go through some of the case studies so that they know, I guess, what we're we're looking for. 
Yeah, I think it's absolutely invaluable. And each property, as you said, there's so, you know, each property is unique in its own way. Um, but by exposing, um, you know, your clients and students to the different types of case studies, it very quickly, much more quickly, I think, uh, having been through that process myself, it's easier to then understand, oh, okay, look, you know, they, I'm not comfortable with these. And then when you ask those pointy questions, of course, it's a case of, oh, now I know why I'm not comfortable with these types of properties. So let's dive in to this one um, and pick it apart. I know there's, it's in uh, Liebig Street in Warnable. Um, so walk us through it, please, because from the outside, I'm looking at the um, information memorandum or the, just the, the information supplied here, and it looks like it's a converted residential yeah, look, this is um an interesting. The reason I thought about this one is because it's a bit of an interesting property, uh, and because you have a residential converted to commercial, and a lot of people ask about that because they want to know whether that's you know that's something they should go with, um, that they actually have a particular like in the market in terms of the resale, in terms of uh, what people prefer. A lot of buyers actually like the idea of residential to uh, to commercial. They feel like it gives them almost like a safety net <laughs> that in the future, if they couldn't do commercial for whatever reason, at least it will work as a um, as a residential. So sure. they will always have some income. It's, it's, a, it's around a mindset sort of thing but the, the real the, the reality is once it is a commercial it will probably 99% uh, of the time stay a commercial property um, and you're going to get more for a commercial property in that space than than you would a residential yeah so absolutely um, and, and the reason for that is that um, at the end of the day, there are certain type of clients who particularly seek this type of property. And a lot of them are medical type tenants. So um, a small medical centre will go mm. into, in a regional area, like to go into a large residential converter to commercial uh, because it's already got the, the, um, the layout they want. Um, a lot of physios, chiros, especially dentists like it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um we find that it's extremely friendly for community centres because they have um, they can build out sort of large like almost sleep out areas where they can convert to function areas or training rooms, um, and also what they'll find is it's it's sometimes easier to put a disabled ramp into one of these places mm -hmm. than it is to put it into commercial as well. Yeah. Um, the most important thing again comes back to zoning. So if you're in a pure residential zone. Um, then you need to check with the council what you can do, what you can't do. Uh, if you are in a um, a commercial zone and it's a residential house, well, you could do almost anything with it. So mm -hmm. that's really um, the main thing is to check the zoning or something like this. But I thought this is an interesting property because it has so much of the um, it has so much of the characteristics that most people will look at in terms okay. of a commercial or residential. Yeah. And can we just go back, sorry, for those who, who are listening and didn't catch it, this is in Warrnambool, which is regional Victoria. So we're talking about, um, uh, uh, you know, walk us through Warrnambool, but, it, you know, it's definitely reasonably sized um, regional centre in or regional area in Victoria. Yeah, it is a reason, it's a very reasonable, um, it's a very large town. So it's a very much for regional 
Victoria, it's fairly large. You've got mm. already million-dollar houses in Warrnambool, and Warrnambool's changed dramatically in the last five years. It's been for a lot of people who want to do the sea change. That's where Warrnambool has mm-hmm. come in. Uh, it's very popular in terms of weekenders. Um, and so I think in a lot of ways uh, you've got a huge community already there. Yeah, okay, great. And that's one of the things when we're looking at um, properties in terms of regional properties, um, what they um, that it is we want something that already has a community, has something that's established, that if the tenant weren't there, then there's something else, uh, someone else can, can take over from that. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. So let's just talk through the property. So the property itself is a, um, a residential converter commercial. It used to be a medical tenant in there. And now it's got a, a the incoming tenant is a Aborigine community service tenant. So they're a tenant that is very, very stable. So they have a lot of government funding. Uh, they have a, um, a fair amount of, um, if they've got local demand, they tend to find a premise that really suits them and convert it to their use particularly. Mm-hmm. Um, so they will fit it out for their use and then through most of the time they're providing community service to underprivileged families, um, new mothers and doing um, and aiding Aborigines um, in the local community to get back to work. So they do yeah. a lot of that training as well. Brilliant. So that's what they essentially do. Mm-hmm. Um so they do have an essential role to play in the industry. And um, even though we've had lots of changes of government, we haven't really had major funding being cut in the in the um in that um in that sector. That sector. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that has been really good. Um and it's so uh, for a lot of people that has been um almost a um I guess for, for lack of a better it's sort of like a security. So I see this property as a very, very secure property. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a property that um, will have longevity. And I think that if you were looking at a property that you wanted to make sure the tenant's there and the tenants will, you know, if it's as long as they suit their needs and they continue to get the government grant, then they will, um, yeah, they will be there for a long time. Mm. So, but you, but like anything, you have to balance this out with um, the yield. So while, you know, 7% in regional is not flash because we're used to getting eights and your nines, um, but it is the security. So sometimes you've got to look at that. It's 1% is 1.5% difference. But what do you trade off for the security of that tenant? Mm, Sure. So So currently we're looking at uh, roughly 7% return for this um, particular deal. Yes. Yes. Mm. And most of the time the... um, You'll find that the 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 tenant here, once they're in there, they most likely will stay. They could stay for as long as 10, 20 years. We've had yeah. um, community centres where like who stay 20 years until they've shut down a branch. So unless they're shutting down a branch, yeah. they're most likely staying. Yep. Yeah, unless uh, or unless they outgrow their resources and uh, yeah. their sort of premises and need need to up up sort of scale a bit. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, we're looking at obviously a really secure tenant, slightly lower um, return on it. And do we have any idea of what the lease might look like at this stage or is it still all negotiable? Oh, the lease is a three by three lease. Okay, so it's what I'm seeing here. It's, so three by three yeah. by three, yep. Yep, so the tenant pays for all the outgoings, um, including, I believe, land tax as well. Um, the management fees, they're not paying, but they're paying land tax, which mm-hmm. with a property like this, you can self-manage or, of course, you can um, choose to get a um, 
you can choose to get a a property manager yourself as well. So it all depends on what what the ultimate um, how how comfortable you are about managing this property. Yeah. Um. And when you know, we we have um we can teach people how to manage their own properties as well. That's all yeah. part of it. So, yeah. So it's really a choice at the end of the day what what you're comfortable with. But I think the ultimate thing with this, the reason I want to highlight this is that it used to be um, one of the things that you with commercial premises is that you actually collect DAs. So you as the owner or the property itself, the DA history stays with the property. So if it used to be a dental clinic, then mm. the next person coming along after the community centre could be a dentist. They can go in there, refurbish it and get in there. They don't need to go through the extensive DA process again. They don't need to go through the whole thing to apply for an occupation certificate because they already have it. Yeah. Uh, it's already pre-approved in the history of it. So once this is approved as a community centre, it can be used as a community centre by someone else as well. Nice, nice. And that's what makes it really, really good. So, mm -hmm. um, and and a lot of these residential converted to commercials actually have um, a lot of different DAs throughout the years. So that's yes. one of the upsides. Yep, so beautiful. So that just means that, the, you know, if for any reason this tenant had to leave in the next however many years, three years, say, um, then because this property has that history of having been approved for commercial premises for a dentist, for a physiotherapist, for a community centre and whoever else they've had, then it's just so much easier to attract uh, new tenants who would fit any of those profiles without them having to worry about getting that approval themselves. Yes, that's right. That's right. So that's a bonus for them in the future because mm -hmm. if they're coming in and they don't want to delay, you know, a six or. Oops. feel like I've you've just dropped out. Helen, could you yes, repeat sorry. that? Sorry. Yes. You so, don't want uh, to delay. Um, yeah. If for someone coming in and they needed a premise and they don't want to delay, you know, anywhere from one to three months for the council to approve mm. something, then this will be it. This yep. will be the, the, the best sort of they could pick this over something else because they know that it's already been pre-approved yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah oh. so yeah as a as a new property owner then it just it's a little it, it just adds to that security doesn't it making it a more secure investment knowing that it's just going to be that little bit more appealing to tenants down the track as well yes yeah, so that, that's that's one of the things. And but the key issue with this is that um, we you gotta look at your profile and you gotta look at what you're trading off. So for this you're trading off yield, so return for mm -hmm. security. Mm -hmm. And if you're playing the long game and you plan to hold this property, especially if this property is in your super, you plan to hold this property for a long time, then absolutely, I would suggest that, you know, this might be a good starter property for you. Mm -hmm. um, once you've done a deal like this, you might want to go a little bit more out, a little bit more regional, a little bit more um, adventurous with, with more with a different type of property. But this is a very secure property with... Um, a very secure tenant and ultimately uh, if you're looking at something that's in your super that has longevity this will be the right one for you right beautiful so beautifully outlined great thank you was there anything more we needed to know about this property no i think um the main thing is at the moment they're going through a da process so the contract is subject to the da mm -hmm. um and um and once that's 
that's all done, the tenant will be well, you know, going in there, well established in there, doing all their fit outs, and then the, the contract goes unconditional, and then that's where they sign off on, um, they sign off on it in exchange. Beautiful. So that's, and, and with any contract, you just want to safeguard yourself. Um, with that because you just don't know there's probably a less than 1% chance that it will not be approved um, but, but so you want to make sure that it's conditional. Yes absolutely and because obviously this is a real deal that's going on for one of your clients right now it's a property you, you have found for yes. them yeah yep so yeah they, they should yes all being well that um, should come through and, and that gives them a nice secure property with still a really good return I mean that's still uh, you know Above, head and shoulders above what a normal residential property would return. <laughs> so yes, absolutely, again, yeah. it, it is. It is, mm. and um, it, it is. Um, it will. Um, it is just about uh, what is important for some people. They they need to chase the yield and the cash flow, and they have a bit more risk appetite. Yeah. So therefore, they're totally happy to go regional and get a nine percent and understand the risk. For some people, you know, the security because it's going to go into their super um, is is um is much more important totally yeah and again it all boils down to the goals uh each individual has for that investment and for their life really you know what they want to use their property assets for and the income from them for so yeah really really good understanding of that thank you helen all right well we'll wrap up with that um really looking forward to seeing you on the next podcast again there's so much to be learnt uh, from these conversations as you know as you said each individual who's buying is different and each property is different so the insights out of each case study is always really valuable thank you no worries always good to share um, so everyone knows what um yeah what to look for what to look out for mm. yep absolutely thanks again You've been listening to Commercial Property Cashflow Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe to this podcast so you do not miss any of my valuable tips and strategies. Now, if you're wanting more detailed education and training, I have a free webinar you can attend. Just click on the link in the show notes and it will take you there. And if you're ready to invest in commercial property with guided assistance and you want to talk to us, book into your free consultation. Find out more about it on helentarrant.com. I can't wait to share with you more of my tips and strategies in upcoming episodes. So really make sure you subscribe. This is Helen Tarrant signing off. See you on the next podcast.